The internet has recently been all the rage considering two different but interesting topics. We're going to discuss both on this episode. We're going to discuss Zack Snyder's Justice League. We're going to break it down, sort of give a review, compare it to other comic book movies, and compare it to the originally released Justice League uh, directed by Joss Whedon. And then we're going to discuss the possibility of Trump creating his own social media platform, what it means, what it looks like he's trying to do, and what does that mean for the 2024 presidential election and the social media world. Let's get into it. Yo, this is Hanging with Apes, an Audio Apes podcast. Real talk, real topics, no limits. Audio Apes, music with no boundaries. What's up, everybody? This is K-Cartoon. This is RX Phonics. We are the Audio Apes, and you are officially Hanging with Apes, a weekly Tuesday podcast where we discuss trending topics and current news with a philosophical and comedic flair and our take on it. Two guys from the south side of Chicago. There is explicit language at times, so be advised. Going over to our website, that's hangingwithapes.com. You can sign up for our newsletter. And if you want to listen to some really good rap and hip-hop music, go to any major music streaming platform. Type in Audio Apes and our catalog pops up. It truly is the best. It truly is the best. Two interesting topics. Um, I think we should get into the Trump stuff first. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, kind of close it out more lighthearted and fun with Zack Snyder's Justice League or also known as the Snyder Cut. Um, so I had read a headline and I I don't know if it was from CNN or where was actually, it was a breaking news headline on Twitter. And then, uh, like throughout the day, periodically other media outlets had started, uh, reporting on it that within two to three months, Trump should be back on social media yeah. with his own platform. I thought when I first read that, the first part of that, I thought that like in two to three months, he would sort of pick which alternative social media platform he was going to like come back on. Yeah. So yeah. maybe like MeWe or, or you know... um uh, Gab, um, Parlor, yeah. possibly, you know, I thought that's what they were going with. And then it, it as you know, I read further is, like, oh, no, he's creating his own. Now, in, in pre-production, you brought up something and I think you were you were going somewhere interesting with it as far as us being guys that have tried different endeavors. Yeah. Um. Uh, what what were you going to say about that? You don't want to get stuck in the process of making the like the behind the scenes, right? Like if we if if we're doing the podcast and 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 it starts growing, right? We should be focused on the growth and as a face, but not really as like, well, the marketing, the marketing will take care of itself. Obviously, we've grown, so we're going to have a department for that. We're going to have a department for this. Uh same thing with like a guy like Louder with Crowder. 
he he does the show, but I'm sure with his team they kind of like line stuff up, kind of make it easier. You just have to expedite things. We've done music videos, we've done uh, comedy sketches, we've we've just like done even even when it comes to like like real estate, like we kind of know like it's better to get certain things done by by kind of focusing on on the bigger picture and letting and, and kind you of outsource yeah. yeah absolutely like you 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 need to outsource it's one of those things where it's just like let's say it's a lot let's say for instance you know you have a book and you know however many pages the book is going to be you have it rather than you try to like spend all the time in the world editing and everything like that. You can outsource an editor. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's certain things that yeah. you can outsource. And as time progresses, you you find yourself starting to outsource different things because you get busier and busier and busier. Yeah. I've I've talked about this several times when it comes to real estate. There's a lot of stuff that I get done at my properties that yeah like i i could do it and i could take the time and even yeah. if it's something that in current in the current i can't do i'm sure i could learn it yeah but the time that it would take to do that like <clears throat> i would just outsource it yeah. and keep the gravy train and the money train rolling yes you know what i'm saying yeah. and so with we've done it with this you know we could do the artwork i mean it would take a while but what we did was all right this is our idea. Let's send it to a designer, a graphic designer. When it comes to uh, well, I mean, but what are most of our artwork we've we've done? What what are what? Yeah, but like like for example, like the like the hanging with apes logo, right? Oh yeah, yeah, we, yeah. No, we and this is the thing. We we were the composers of what we wanted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like because oh, uh, especially like originally we had the artwork with three of us when the yes. show like first started or whatever, and then yeah, we sent it to somebody and it was like, all right, well, change it. Yeah, yeah. stuff like that. But because I was gonna say like when it comes to the music stuff. There's not a lot about like there are certain ones like like Rowdy we yeah. outsourced Rowdy yeah but even then we, we kind of like put like our touch on it exactly you know it's it's one of those things you composed but, it like like Kanye was talking about that for I think Jesus is King he, they were asking him, oh how much did you produce it well I actually I like I had a team do what I wanted like for for it to sound like but they kind of did it you know yeah. like. I was like, I'm at the point in my career where I don't have to sit down and make the beat. I could tell them this is what I want. Right, and right. And this is what happens. And I'd imagine a guy who's a billionaire, like, probably, like, doesn't have that much time to be <laughs> sitting around making beats. Mm -hmm. He's like, you know, it might be a thing where it's like, he might even play something as, all right, fucking. Please finish it. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, and, yeah, and I think, I think, like, many a business person understands that that you you gotta at some point outsource you can't handle every single aspect like for instance a brain surgeon he's not worried about well fuck i gotta know how to make the gown that i wear yeah. i gotta know how to make the gloves i gotta yeah. know how to make the scalpel i gotta know how to make the fucking thing to give the oxygen yes i no, like no. It, other people do that like this is what i do exactly 
and and I think you know that's something that Trump and his team would have to consider if and this is where it gets interesting if he's planning on running in 2024 because that's the thing we don't know if he is or if he isn't and so him creating a social media platform to me sort of signifies that he may not be running yeah because that like to me what that what he's what he's signifying to me is like well i'm gonna get my hand and where I want to get my foot in the door in the game, like yes. you know what I'm saying, like yeah. we're gonna we're gonna change the game. It makes way more sense that way because it's like, well, I own this. We built it from the ground up, right? You yeah, know, I didn't and even then, think about that. And then it could be a thing where it's like, well, you know, people are getting banned over there. People are doing this. People are doing that. So over here, this is where this is where like this shit. You you know you're not going to deal with a certain level of censorship or maybe any censorship, and then it's going to be one of those things where the party like people are going to flock to it because yeah. even the left, even the left, the how with how obsessed they are with Trump, yeah, they're going to want to see well who's on here and and everything like yeah. that and what's being talked about and 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 shit like that. So to me. Such a platform or such a move signifies possibly not running because to to me, like if I was gonna run, I don't think it's wise at this point to like yeah. start putting resources into something like that because that's a huge undertaking. Yeah, yeah. That's servers. Huge, yeah, yeah servers stuff. and like just like just a massive, massive undertaking. So especially when there's other stuff out there that is already garnering some momentum like gab and parlor and yeah. stuff like that so because i would have if i'm running i would definitely look into one of those two probably gab or, or parlor obviously gab would for now suffice because parlor is trying to figure shit out yeah whereas gab kind of already has their stuff set in stone it would just be like sitting down with them and seeing what it is that they're going to do to be able to take in the, like the excess of people jumping ship. Yeah. Because that could make Gab crash, you know? Cause even, even when I first made my Gab account, it was like real faulty. I, I would assume it was because a lot of people were jumping ship. Yeah. Or, oh, I'm going to be, well, they, now. I think they put out a few statements saying that like, you know, yeah, that's a lot of shit. You know, it's a lot of people getting stuff together. Cause Cause just the influx of, of traffic. Yeah. Yeah. So damn. So, so, so if he, if he doesn't run, he kind of does balance shit out in the social media sphere because that kind of gives ammo to the right because it's like, well, I, uh, I could just go here and I would assume maybe he would even think about sitting down and seeing like who, you know, like kind of what <laughs> Dr. Dre did with beats. Because mm-hmm. like Beats are good headphones, they're pretty solid headphones. But what made Beats so popular was it was just like the cool thing. Yeah. Oh, Durant has them on. LeBron has them on. Eminem has them on. This person has them on. So I would assume that getting big names into that like realm, like let's say Tesla, mm-hmm. you know, they're there, or or you know, a Kanye. You know, this is when 
when like your friendships kind of in the political and, and and really in the cultural realm kind of do help you because if those people are moving towards there yeah that would push people like a elon musk yeah like Kanye, yeah that that makes sense it's just what would his platform offer that's original i guess i mean i guess the fact that like it, it wouldn't censor people which like we live in a world where yeah yeah where you know the internet is starting to like be regulated and censored and stuff so i i guess but are enough people out there concerned yeah about that you know what i'm saying because the platforming has been going on for or a while now and you know the 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 platforms that have the platform certain people they're still around like for instance like uh the other day on uh uh and i i wanted to see it and then it got it got taken down so Alex Jones was on you you know Andrew Schultz uh yeah uh, um uh Charlemagne the God's co-host for yeah. Brilliant Idiots got him um, on there yeah he was on his show he, like he has his own show with some other people or whatever and Alex Jones was on there and it seemed like that shit was like real funny and like yeah like crazy and I wanted to see it and it got pulled and then and then Andrew Schultz tweeted about it being pulled. And, you know, that's a guy that's on the left and it's just like, damn, he's affected by censorship and deplatforming and, and everything like that. Because I'm sure that would have been one of his greatest episodes. And then not, on, not only that, but it would have brought a lot of people that wouldn't normally watch or listen to his shit. Because I don't watch or listen to that shit, but I was going to because yeah. Alex Jones was on there. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. This shit has been going on for a while now and like nothing nothing has really changed that much like i remember when milo got deplatformed when you know alex jones got deplatformed you know farrakhan like all these people and nothing nothing happened so i that's the thing that that makes me wonder do enough people care yeah about this shit where they it, it, it would mean enough for them to be like oh well like i want to i want to like go over here and like see what's what's to this shit yeah yeah and, and this is the thing this is when you have to really think about like okay show uh, andrew showed he had that episode it's not going to get censored here you could put that like you'd have to think like that like you can offer something that is a little bit different from twitter in the in in the in the way that if if the app is or if it's going to be an app or whatever it's going to be, it could be like Twitter, but then it could have more video content. Yeah, I think I think definitely it would need to have video content yeah. to make it to make it worthwhile. Yeah, because I mean, if I'm Andrew Schultz, I see this platform. Where we're not going to censor you. You you do what you want. Oh, all right, I'll put it here. Hey, you guys can watch it here. I, it can be on YouTube. My regular stuff will be on YouTube, but like this will be here. You know? Yeah. So you have to incentivize people to want to move over there, you know, because that's and also don't the political is going to be the political. And then Trump is going to like the media is going to talk about him like all oh, the social media platform came out. This is what Trump's saying on there. That's fine. 
but you have to understand like you have to make it appease like you got to appease to different people yeah. different and then you got to be careful with however this thing whatever this thing is you got to be careful with how it's funded because that's one of the things that messed up youtube is like all these corporations got involved through advertisements yeah and then that's when the what they call it the great um Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there's a word for it. It's like the, a purge or whatever. The, the, yeah, the the great YouTube purge or fuck. Yeah, some something along those lines where it's just like that. These advertisers came in and they fucking they switched up everything, and then people got deplatformed, and people got demonetized, and all of this stuff. So. How do you fund this thing? You know what I'm saying? So that that doesn't happen and you don't have to bend the knee to 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 the advertisers and yep. stuff like that. So that pisses me off that I don't know what, what it it's like some adpocalypse shit or something. Yeah, that's what it is. Adpocalypse. It? Yeah. yeah. That's it right there. Yeah. It was like <laughs> it went crazy it as hell. Too bad apocalypse, yeah. That that's it. And uh um, I don't know why it sounded like some out of uh <laughs> <laughs> South Park. Yeah. That's why I was like, I don't know if it is that apocalypse or if maybe South Park had an episode. No, no, you you hit it on the head. It was the apocalypse, and it's it switched things up. It changed everything, and even what in pre production, you and I we were discussing a documentary that you didn't see. I had sent to one of our other friends. It was called. Uh, it was by Incelmatics. Um, and it was this really in-depth document. I mean, in-depth, dude. Like, none of this fucking Hulu shit that but yeah. where they did the OnlyFans. Like, it was an in-depth documentary. Data, statistics, a lot of shit. Uh, experiments to, like, back up what they were saying on how the dating market is, like, so bad for a lot of men out there. And for future generations, it's looking like it's going to get even worse. And then when I, when we, you and I were in pre-production, we were talking about it, and then I was going to send it to you, and it's poof, it's not on YouTube anymore. And and then we discovered, well, it's private, and it's probably private because they probably don't want to like lose the documentary. Yeah. But you know, so they could still send it to people who they choose to send it to. Yeah. But they know that YouTube is going to fucking take that shit down. Yeah. And why? Because. Because it's sensitive content, but yeah. but it's it's good content, it's yeah. informative content, and so that's the thing. Trump's uh, platform would have to offer something to counter that. Yeah, it's just, I mean, it's just a huge undertaking. Yeah, because like Snapchat has grown a lot now because even when i you know you get on there you go to the to the thing where you could have subscriptions and then they'll have like little things little inf- informational things so then ben shapiro got on there and now he has like you know how to have a little video yeah. or something so you have to have something that's going to expand that people are going to be like oh i have snapchat but now i could subscribe to this and listen to like the news through here or watch a part of an episode cuz then that pushes to for people to hit like let's say ben shapiro's network or or the blaze or or you know like andrew schultz podcast like use it you you're gonna have to be a little different you can't just copy and paste because that that was the thing with uh with gab and, and um which one was the one a parlor 
is they're similar, but it's kind of like it's the same function. Yeah. So and then when you when when it's the same function, it's the, like the who thing, gets there first? Yeah. Well, the thing with them though it, that kind of made them stand out is the philosophy. Their philosophy. Yes. Yeah. That's what made them stand out, and they had all the potential in the world to succeed. But they needed somebody big, and that's like what Trump could have did. Yes. Because like this whole time we were thinking, oh well, eventually one of these days Trump is gonna get on Parler, Trump is gonna get on Gab, maybe get like a Elon Musk on Parler or on Gab. The thing with Parler, though, you know, obviously hindsight's twenty twenty. I remember Parler was filled with like a lot of like conspiracy shit, though. Ah. Oh. Like okay. a, I don't know if you remember that, but like yeah. like during the election and after the election, and I mean I'm not I'm not a I'm not for censorship or anything like that, but like I noticed there was a there was like it there was a lot of that, but the thing that you got from Twitter was like you could get like a lot of you could get a lot of news from Twitter. Yeah. Now, granted, you got a fucking. Siphon through that shit, yeah. like you gotta like work your way through it. Yeah, but it's it. But you could actually like find some quality information if you know how to navigate. Whereas yeah. with Parler, it it was a little bit more of just a lot of people saying a lot of shit. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, with with Twitter, it was like, and then too, obviously, all of this shit is based on who you follow too, because like. Like I would try to my best to follow like credible journalists, yeah. uh, um, uh, credible pollsters. Fuck Frank Luntz. Like you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Like oh. credible motherfuckers. So it all it all really depends on on how you how you navigate any social media platform. Yeah. Because like I'm sure that my YouTube playlists. <laughs> are like significantly different than like many people's out there. So yeah. even on YouTube, you know, it's just it's a matter of how you navigate it. But the the overall philosophy does mean something. And don't find yourself being a yes man to the people you listen to as well. It's not yes man like you're their friends or anything, but like yeah, I listen yeah, to you people. You don't like just have to necessarily agree with everything yeah. they say. Nah, hell nah. Because you know it's nice to to challenge. Whatever they have to say, to, or be like, I don't know, and then you kind of make your own mind or do your research too. Like, never has there been someone that I listen to that I'm like, oh, I agree with everything they say, you know? Like, yeah. And then, and and because of that, then you get really like good shit. Like one one that I remember was when Ben Shapiro always talks shit about hip hop, and then how like 1791L made that video about how Ben Shapiro is wrong about hip hop. They're in the same realm. Magnificent. Yeah, but it's like it's dope because like, damn, see, like somebody in the same in the same. Uh, that was a fascinating side. video that yeah. they did. Like, it's such a tragedy that they don't produce content anymore. Yeah, but. dude, that's it's sad because they they made such good content. But it's like stuff like that is, is cool because it's like oh, okay, I'm not the only one that feels that Ben Shapiro's out of out of his depth when he talks about music or movies. You know, like yeah. other people believe that too. And and but that's because I have my a, a mind of my own, and I'm gonna decide whether I think what you have to say nice. is good or bad. It's kind of nice because when you do that, you grow yeah. as a person yeah. because like you're you're in a way like 
you're challenging your side. Like I've always had this this uh, theory and this philosophy about people that I know. There are many people that are close to me that believe in God, and this is something that I that I've realized and I've I've understood. I don't know if you've ever been around like avid fanatic churchgoers like oh praise the lord church every sunday this then the the third yeah and like I, there's something like about them that i've always found like a little bit um like 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 uh, like uh, i like i'm uncomfortable uh, around them yeah. you know just like there's times where like i'll be uncomfortable around like an atheist person not like yeah. oh they're going to harm me or anything but like it's just one of those things where their philosophy doesn't well many people's philosophy doesn't align with mine but their philosophy is like very very different than mine so what's interesting about those two different like demographics is what i what i find interesting about myself and like people that i've surrounded myself with and people that are like me is that I've always gravitated towards people that are at a place where they're they're they've achieved they've reached a place where they have beliefs yeah. that have been challenged. So it's one thing it's one thing for like a person to like be like oh well I'm gonna I'm gonna get a job and and get a family and and have kids and the white picket fence and everything because that's all I've ever known like that's yeah, the, yeah. and my my dad did it and my dad before him did it and everything like that and you just are doing it because like that's all you've ever known that's all you've ever seen yeah just like some religious people that's all they've ever known that's all they've ever yeah. seen or some people that are on a certain side of the political aisle that's all they've ever known that's all they have ever seen. Versus, like, when you get guys like us who are, like, conservative from a fucking super left city. Yeah. That means that that person, like, went through, like, some challenges to get to the belief set that they have. Like, yeah. they didn't just... Oh, it, it was harder for them to get to their belief set than it is yeah. for you that, like, just took, like, the standard the standard route. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Because you were, you were already around like-minded people. Right, exactly. So that's exactly. easy for you to believe So, that. like, you, there was no... You didn't challenge yourself. You There were no challenges. Yeah. So, with that same mindset, it's, like, goes along with the belief in God. It's, like, there's people that I know that have a belief in God, and it's not because they were raised in, like, a Muslim church or a Jewish church or a Christian church or a Catholic church. It's because of life experiences yeah. and deep philosophical thoughts about life and their observations and their their analysis. Yeah. And when you talk to somebody like that, it's a way different experience than like, oh, some guy that's just going to like read some Bible scriptures. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? And so it's like, damn, this person like went through some shit to get to the, the place where they believe in a God. Yeah. Like it's not just, oh, well, it's just... I was raised in the church and my family, you, my family went to church and that's just what it is. God's big homie. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like it, this is, this is a, a, a truly thoroughly developed belief. Yeah. And based off of like the challenges of life, you know, cause the challenges, you know. the observations, the, the analysis, like a, a lot of different things. Yeah. Cause, cause like, 
uh, this is the argument from atheists that is like, oh well, how can you how can you prove it? Well, how can you prove it? And it's like, well, they can't prove it either, you know. And and it's like, well, you, like a lot of them base their argument a lot on science. Science itself was started because they wanted to find out where God came from. Right. That was literally the, the start of science. So they're both intertwined in a way where it's like you can't really you can't really know and sometimes it's it's like a spiritual realm that that it's more than just you oh well I didn't see it so it's not there you know what I mean it, it, it's it's a lot deeper than that because it's about philosophy things, there's a lot of things that every day that like people believe in and feel but like yeah. you can't see or touch it like how many how many family men or women or or whatever have you they work two, three jobs, fucking don't sleep, grind it out to try to make money to have a roof over the heads of what people they love. Like, exactly. so it's like a whole thing that you're doing, like your whole, the whole thing that fuels your life is based off of something you can't see, touch, taste, yeah. anything, but because you love these people, yeah. you're going to do whatever you have to do to keep them safe and protected and everything like that. So it's like that, that shit in, in Interstellar. That itself is, cra- is, is a thing. It's like, all right, well, you can't see God or whatever, but look at the motivation that like all these people out there have to do stuff yeah. that you can't see, touch, you know. It's a realm that you can only feel. And it's like, you that's, I, I guess, what it is to have a soul. Like, that's what made Interstellar so badass was was that question. Like, damn, is it love that, that pushes you? Well, that's kind of a purpose then, right? So we're ingrained or programmed in a way where this is, Part of our purpose goes through that filter. I don't know. Sounds like it's engineered. Right. Sounds like someone engineered this. And then if you notice, which like, I mean, we could like go into like a whole different thing with this. But like, if you notice many of the people that are void of that feeling, that sentiment are the ones that tend to go down a downward spiral in life. It's either through, like, self-medication, you know, drinking too much, self-harm. Like, you know, there's, like, a, there's, like, a darker thing. So, there's, there's a a whole lot of things that, that, like, and examples you could throw out to, to, to sort of substantiate what what we're saying here. We're gonna have to do an episode. But the, but yeah, (laughs) but the, but the point that I'm making is that I, I, I've always I've noticed that I tend to gravitate towards people that have a value system and a belief system that has been reached through challenges as opposed yeah. to just like it being the the default. Yeah. This is the blueprint. Don't question it. This is trust me. Oh, all right. I'll believe in this now, you know? It's, it's different. And, and and so that ties into what you were saying about not being a yes man. Like, yeah. don't, you know, yeah, there's a lot of things that Shapiro says I fucks with. There's a lot of things that Crowder says that I fucks with. Surprisingly, a guy on the total left 
there's a lot of shit that Bill Maher says that I folks we we did a uh, yeah. we recently did an episode about how yeah. he was pretty much spot on about everything that he said. Yeah. So you yeah, get what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's it's one of those things where it's just like there's there's a lot of stuff, and then there's a lot of stuff that people I fucks with say and do that like other things they say and do i i totally don't fuck with like yeah. for instance i was watching uh, and, and this can serve as a, a decent little transition into what we're going to talk about but after i watched the snyder cut i was like you know what like i'm gonna uh just chill and watch infinity war and endgame again yeah so over the course of a few days i i watched both of those and i was like man fucking Chris Evans, he was a badass Captain America. Yeah. Too bad he's a commie fuck. Like I thought about that, like in in right? in, in my mind. Yeah. But in the moment, like it didn't prevent me enjoying him as Captain America. It's just that, like, I don't fucks with dude personally, and like the shit that yeah. he's on on Twitter personally. But he did a hell of a job as this character. You're looking who's at one art. of my favorite yeah. Marvel characters. You know, it's funny that we're talking about, like, faith because that was one thing uh, that the Snyder Cut, although the dialogue lacked, or at times, like, the way it was written sometimes, um, one thing that was badass about Batman's character, because remember, he's like, I'm a logical dude, but for once, like, I have a lot of faith that this is going to work. And it's like, you can't, how can you really, it's like a feeling. Again, it goes back to what we were talking about, and that's what kind of, was badass about the Snyder Cut was all the... Well, for the most part, the characters had a little bit more depth to them, which I enjoyed. Um, Aquaman was kind of bland. He was probably the the most bland out of all of them. And um, for anybody that's been under a rock the last few (laughs) days, the Snyder Cut or Zack Snyder's Justice League is... Interesting and a good talking topic because back in 2017, the Justice League movie by DC Comics, uh, produced by Warner Brothers Studios, was released. Uh, Zack Snyder was originally the director. He directed um, other movies out of the DC Comics extended universe, The Man of Steel which then had a sequel, Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice. And then he began working on the Justice League. But then he had a... Uh, it was a mixture of a falling out with Warner Brothers and then also a family tragedy. His his daughter killed herself. And it he stepped away from the project. Uh, the guy that directed... The Avengers, the first two Avengers movies, he stepped in, Josh Whedon, he took over, which I thought, and and it's it's interesting, and this is where, like, the whole thing develops, and I, I've been, like, reading about this. I've been pretty fascinated with this, this Snyder Cut for, for, for a few different reasons, but, but, but uh, I thought Zack Snyder did very little with the Justice League movie. Yeah. It turned out he did a lot. In fact, he did pretty much a whole movie. Yeah. And beyond. Yeah. <laughs> so it really kind of speaks to the arrogance of another director coming in. Or the arrogance and also like 
uh, uh, visions not matching up. Yeah. Because when you look back now, it's like that was a terrible. In movie. hindsight, it's like all right, well, fuck Josh Whedon. How much blame can you give him? Because yeah. this is what Zack Snyder left him. So Sheet. yeah, but then you see that that's not what Zack Snyder left. You. Yeah. So like it's a completely different movie almost. So were you like, and I, I, I told you I have the now I in my own mind I developed this conspiracy theory. Like, did Marvel send you to like destroy this shit? Destroy it. Like you know because it's like you really it was a skeleton. Like you really yeah. are to blame in a way for that movie being like it was like a zero star movie. Yeah. Like it was yeah. a, a god awful movie. It was terrible. And in my opinion, the Snyder Cut like took it to at least being a three out of five star movie. Yeah. It was like a de- like when it all like closed out, it was like a, a decent movie. Yeah. But I mean, it's up there with so, like the first so, Avengers. So three out of five, uh-huh. yeah, it's like all right. Well, people be like, oh, well, that's not that great. But you have to consider that it went from a fucking zero to a three. Yeah. So yeah. for a lot of people out there that don't know what the Snyder Cut is. That's what this is. So in 2017, the Justice League was released with that whole backstory that I just gave you. And then there just became this huge fan push, which is in and of itself kind of crazy, which somebody wrote a book about like all of the things that went into making the Snyder Cut even happening, like all the movements, the hashtags, and like they just documented like that whole thing. Yeah. And and what's interesting about that is like it shows you like what can be done with people like getting together and just uh, getting yeah. together along with the director himself, along with the stars of the movie, and just being like, yeah, release the Snyder Cut. And it's funny because there's a timeline out there of Warner steady changing, steady changing what they say about the Snyder Cut. It went from it doesn't exist to. <laughs> Well, it does exist, but like it's not done to well, it's pretty much done, but it would take too much money to 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 get it out yeah. to oh, well, it's out. Yeah. Well, I mean, too, I think what helped a lot was HBO Max being like a whole new thing. Yeah. It, it was HBO Go and I went to HBO Max and they're really trying to push and I think that that helped a lot because, yeah, because they haven't I had mean, anything too much interesting. But also what you could do in four hours. Like, yeah. you can't put out a four-hour movie in the theater because the theater has to make money. It's like, well, how many shows can we show in a day if the yeah. fucking showing is four hours? Yeah. And then, and then too, so it makes you wonder, well, was Snyder going to do this in two parts then? Maybe? Like, yeah. like kind of like how they did Infinity War yeah. and Endgame? Because... If you think about those movies, it's kind of one movie. It's just, you know, it's broken yeah. up. Into two. But um so it makes you think it makes you think about that. And then it also makes you think what possibilities do these streaming services have for the future? Yeah. Because now a, a director could come in with the vision of, well, I'm not going to make a 2-hour movie. I want to make a fucking 6-hour movie. Yeah. Yeah. So now, what is that? You know, like, yeah. could that be some great ass shit? Like, what, you know, like it, it kind of changes yeah. the creative, the creative landscape a little bit because for it being four hours, if it didn't not for feel HBO, like it was four hours, it didn't, yeah. it didn't, and 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 I I guess that kind of speaks to the fact that like it was 
It was better than it was way better than what I expected. And, I enjoyed it. And as as a commentator and having fucking integrity, something that the mainstream media would never do. I have to say that like like I said a lot of bad things about the DCEU. I mean with reason. Yeah. Like And we actually even said that this shit shouldn't even be released. No, I yeah. did. I yeah. did. Because I, I, I was like, yeah, fuck that. I was I was on the same boat. Yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like like why the shit was so awful. <laughs> Just get rid of it, kill it. And yeah. then I even remember uh. I even remember seeing um one one review before I watched it by by uh, Jeremy Jans, uh, I fuck with him, Chris Stuckman, uh, the Critical Drinker. But I didn't see Chris Stuckman's review or the Critical Drinkers review before. Uh, these guys have really become like my go tos for 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 film critiques because the mainstream has become so yeah. politicized. Um, and hearing what Jeremy Jans said about it, like he rated it higher than I would, but. Hearing him say what he was saying about it, I was like, you fucking asshole. Like, people like you saying the shit that you're saying is going to keep the trash-ass DCEU continuing to go. Because, again, I was under the impression that this shit was going to be dog shit. And then one of our friends had texted me and said that it redeemed itself, which I don't think it redeemed itself. But it was definitely better than I thought it was going to be. Actually, we should split... Like, okay, well, I'll let you finish what you're going to say, and then I'm going to kind of go over what the bad is so then we could go over what the good is. Yeah, so it, it was um, it, it was just like all of this, all of this fanfare, and yeah. then I actually sat down to watch it, and I was, I was pleasantly surprised. Like, it was, it was done pretty well. The narrative was hashed out a lot better the plot points were a lot better was a lot of the trash was removed the gimmicks were removed yeah um (laughs) it made ezra miller a great ass flash like it went from ezra miller being kind of like annoying yeah to like a pretty great character actually actually i'll be honest i would say that he was probably my favorite character in it like the the humor was on point. It wasn't like too much, but it it was it was good enough. Um, it gave him a lot of heart, which it's like when you're that kind of because because he has this Peter Parker thing going mm-hmm. for him, but it didn't work in the first Justice League because it's like, bro, we don't even know you. Who the fuck are you? I want to mm-hmm. punch you in the face. Whereas with this one, because of his backstory, you get to see like, damn, this guy is a pretty lighthearted dude for some of the dark shit that he deals with. You know? Yeah. I don't want to, you know, give any spoilers, but it's just like, I was like, I was impressed with his character because it made me feel for him. And, and in, in also, like, what's interesting about his character, because I, I saw this YouTube video, and I and again, I've been reading about this, like, the making of the movie and everything like that. It's crazy what an awful job Josh Whedon did, because I don't know if you know this, but that scene where where the Flash is introduced, where he comes out of the place where he's trying to get the job and he breaks the glass and saves the girl in the car and everything yeah. like that. Pretty good scene. I thought that that was a Zack Snyder reshoot. I was like, okay, Zack Snyder got Ezra Miller, got this girl yeah. to put... No, 
that was originally filmed. Joss Whedon chose not to put that. Yeah, you're a goofy. Like you're a goofy. Because that that's a badass scene. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, like, like and, an and, and even that. if you didn't think that it was that badass, it's better than anything he had in his version. Yeah. That's number one. Number two, that whole, everything that most of what happened with Superman. Yeah. Mind you, like, it didn't have the fucked up weird face because of the stash from, from Mission Impossible Stick. <laughs> yeah, six. yeah. We didn't chose to reshoot that shit with that fucked up ass mouth. <laughs> But you had the fucking footage. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, I don't understand. Yeah. So you chose weird. to bring Henry Cavill back to yeah. reshoot some shit, a, 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 a worse version of footage that you already had. Then the tone was off too. And then, well, yeah, let's not even get into the editing part. Yeah. Like, I mean, there were some like editing mishaps in the Snyder cut too. Yeah. But, but Jesus Christ, compared to, to Josh Whedon's editing... And this is where the bad. This is where you get. This is the bad when for me when it comes to Zack Snyder, you're gonna get this real flashy, uh, just it's like, well, gaudy. That let's say that yeah, a real gaudy type uh, special effects. You're lay over the, the top. Lay it on thick. Yeah, yeah, not a lot of quality dialogue. Yeah, like. But if that, you watch his movies, every every single one of his, his movies, movies are, are like that. that. Yeah. yeah, like it's just it's it's just that's him. That's yeah. his style. Dialogue lacks, and lot. that's what keeps yeah. something like this being great. Yeah, imagine Christopher Nolan writing some of this shit. Like, imagine what I imagine is like: imagine Snyder wasn't so arrogant in Batman versus Superman, toned it down, yeah. didn't try to like create a whole universe in one movie. Yeah, toned it down, let this develop a little bit better. It you could have had. A lot more and like some some better writing. This we could be talking some some potentially classic shit, but he had his own arrogant issues when it came to Batman versus Superman, and then this movie was kind of left to build upon. That. Yeah, partly you sped up, you kept trying to keep up with Marvel, and really that's why it's a four hour long movie because you literally had to have Cyborg story, the Flash story. It's almost like they had. A mini movie in in that mm-hmm. movie in those movies because you Wonder Woman you didn't have to go too deep into her because she already had her movies. Then Aquaman had had his movies, even though they didn't do Aquaman was just kind of bland to me. Yeah. So I was like, eh, eh, he's forgettable. But whatever. So of course it's that long because you got a character build, but it's just that the building of the characters is really good. That was that was a highlight. Um, wh- what else? Uh, another thing that blew my mind when I started researching about the movie, that scene, which in in my opinion was in the top three or the best scene, the ending with the flash, when no. when he turns, well, with a spoiler warning, so if anybody hasn't seen it, doesn't want it spoiled, this is about to be a spoiler warning, uh, when he turns back time. Oh, yeah. That was a great ass scene. Yeah. He had Snyder had that filmed already. <laughs> yeah, that's... we didn't. We didn't. Josh, we didn't. Chose not. What the fuck are you doing, yeah. man? Like, yeah. You, you're to blame. Yeah. Marvel sent you, didn't they? Didn't they? 
<laughs> and, and so and then and then for me it was nice because one of my favorite characters is the Martian Manhunter. Uh, oh yeah. I, so it was nice seeing him. Um, <laughs> Although I did find it funny because uh, um, at the end I found it funny that at the end he comes out and he's like, "I am here now. Yeah. I'm gonna fucks with you. Goodbye." Yeah. <laughs> like it was. It didn't. It didn't. <laughs> It didn't add anything to the plot. It was fanfare. It was yeah. It was like, all right, well, I want to. It was like a nice thing for the fans because yeah, it meant something to me because yeah. he's dope. I, I've always liked that character. He's been like, he is one of my favorite DC comic characters. Yeah, uh, obviously, I don't like him better than Batman or anything, but like, I fucks with pretty dude. close. After I, that, I, I fucks with dude a lot, and it was just nice to see him. As like, oh fuck, he's there. And the way I looked at it was like, what? Because they don't do the whole cutscenes. You know how like Marvel does the cutscene at the end. To me, I saw him as like, well, let's plug him in because we're probably gonna develop him in the future if yeah. they do. Which yeah. I feel like the movie. I feel a lot more hopeful for the DCU now. What I mean, they could do. Yeah, it's not perfect, but I mean, was the Avengers perfect though? It wasn't. No, it wasn't. It yeah. wasn't. The first two Avengers had a lot of flaws, yeah. I would say. Like I would say I would say that this movie, the Snyder Cut, is about as good as like the first Avengers movie. Yeah. I, I, first, I agree. and then the second Avengers movie, Age of Ultron, I thought was better than the original Avengers, and yeah. then obviously Infinity War and Endgame were epic. Yeah. Um. I that's how I, I feel like this. I feel like this is the like what the the first Avengers yeah. was, and then what was very interesting to me was that final the dream scene. Yeah. That was interesting. One, the way that it was filmed, I was reading that. Jared Leto and and Ben Affleck were never in the same place. Yeah, that's crazy. So that was that was kind of, that was a pretty that was done pretty solid for them not being together. Nope. And what was interesting about that is it did something that a lot of good movies do when you have two powerhouse characters. If you notice a lot of great movies when you ha- when they have two powerhouse characters, they don't they rarely ever meet in like a crazy clash. It's really yeah. just a conversation. Yes, yeah, and and, and it, it's enough. Like if you think about think about Heat, yeah, Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, sitting down, having coffee, yeah, epic. Yeah. <laughs> If you think about when Batman and the Joker first meet in the Dark Knight in that interrogation room. Yep talking yeah and then it gets violent like towards the back end of the camera but originally it's just a conversation yeah and then with this so that was kind of interesting the fact that they weren't in the same place at the same time the actors was interesting and he looks so much better as a joker so much better and then like it it was like the way that he was going about things as the joker was like meaningful like yeah like i felt like in in suicide squad it was like a whole lot of like gimmick shit yeah this like it actually sort of tied in to something that is like sort of mysterious we don't really know all the details of what they're talking about which in a way like was like some hitchcockian shit because it makes it more interesting the fact that you don't know (laughs) all the details of what they're talking about so that shit like kind of like made me feel like a big kid again. I was like, oh yeah. shit, like what? what and fuck? what was wild yeah. is I remember 
talking to you and i was like man dude honestly the only thing that i care about the snyder cut is yeah. like the interaction between batman and joker yep and it's funny because like the whole movie is going and i'm enjoying it but i'm waiting for that shit yeah and then and then i'm like I, I look at the little time thing i'm like fuck did i miss it somehow did i go to the bathroom or like yeah did i miss it and what then no but it, it was at the end yeah and it was uh it was it was pretty decent and so it would be interesting to see where things go, especially if like that dream sequence is not a dream, but more of a premonition of things to come. Yeah. And this, it was funny because I was talking to to our friend uh, Valadez, and you know we we were talking a little bit about this about this movie, and I was like, I could see them doing something where like maybe the next movie be like titled like Justice League Omega where you know yeah. Omega Dark Side and how epic and original would it be to have a comic book movie take place in like like a post apocalyptic yeah future like we you, like we always get a version of a comic book movie where it's like oh they win things went back to normal yeah no, like, how about, like, shit is, like, it's done. Now yeah. we just, like, we're, like, in survival mode now. Yeah, yeah. Like, that would be, you know, that would be a thing. That, that would be a chance for DC to do something original. Yeah, and, and to me, that that that's where I felt they did Batman a lot of justice. Because it's, like, he was literally the heart of, of the whole thing because he was, like, with with his dreams, I don't know. It reminded me a lot of like uh, kind of like I don't know if uh, what was it Boardwalk Empire, um, Nucky Thompson, how mm -hmm. he would have those dreams, yeah. or even in The Sopranos, so either premonitions or how you're feeling, or I don't know. It, it gave, I just felt it made Bruce Wayne a little deeper. Yeah, and I that was lacking in uh, Batman versus Superman, and in and then the, the, the Josh original. Weed and Justice League. Yeah, it was like, or oh. some people call it online the Justice League. <laughs> <laughs> God damn, yeah. And then it was badass because I felt like in, in the first Justice League or in the Josh Weed Justice League, Batman kind of didn't fit in because you know you're no, with yeah, God. He, he was like he, he was like in the background, like I can't do shit. Cause, but yeah. yeah. Whereas this one, I felt like he was like he. It was Batman, but it was like you know you're you're you have Superman, you have fucking, and 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 even the, the scene when when like the camera pans and they're there, it was badass. How it had like it had um Cyborg, Flash, and Batman. That's like the human side, and then the God side, which was like Wonder Woman. Yeah. Uh, no, it was Superman, Superman, Wonder Woman, and then uh, Aquaman. They're yeah. more in the, in the gods realm but it, i don't know he fit in i felt he it was it was a lot more comfortable like mm -hmm. and and you didn't have to make him do extra shit that he didn't have to do it was it was batman so i don't know i felt, I felt he fit in very well cyborg he because of the backstory you felt a lot for him and it was badass because again batman versus superman when you had wonder woman it was just like oh here wonder woman random shit we, if I think you were the one who said that if you deleted all the Wonder Woman scenes, it would still be like, oh, we didn't really need her. Yeah, she didn't really contribute much to the narrative or yeah. the plot of the movie. Yeah, like if you're gonna have her, build her up, and they didn't do that, and they made the same mistake in Justice League, the original one, the Josh. Well, it's not really the original, the Josh Whedon version that they fixed here. So a lot of it, I don't know. I I feel shockingly shockingly uh pleased 
yeah by and, the and it's just like from a create from a creator's standpoint it's pretty amazing how different something can be yeah. like with two different people yeah. you know and then considering all this shit that was like done because if you think about what snyder did obviously he he recut the film he did he did uh edit uh um uh steppenwolf because he steppenwolf looks way different than how yeah. he looked in the josh we didn't want and then i think he filmed like a few scenes like the the dream sequence and i think the scenes were like martian manhunter like he ended up yeah. like adding those but by and large what the movie was yeah. he had that already yeah yeah lois lane i like the the touch of uh i don't know I, I think too because the movie you sort was of darker. Felt where she, like like what she was feeling more. Yeah, and I think too it was the tone of the movie. You're like, damn, she's in a dark ass place because it's like, well, she lost uh, Clark Kent. Whereas the other one, I did, you didn't really feel that. And then it was like, I how, think too the tone of the movie. How how well. salty do you think Josh Whedon feels like now, like singing? Shit, ah. Uh. I got paid. Yeah, Marvel paid me well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> they they know now, <laughs> yeah. Like I don't. You'd have to feel terrible. Like if you were really on some like oh, like if you really tried, yeah. you'd have to be like fuck. You know. Yeah. But I don't know, man. Marvel got paid off. Yeah, yeah. Because this is way better. And like I said, for you to give me hope for the justice, like for yeah, the DCU, isn't that wild? Yeah. Because that shit was is trash. Yeah. I mean, and by and large. It's still pretty trash, like all around. Like the 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 Suicide Squad was awful. Yeah, I'm. I don't have high hopes for the new Suicide Squad movie. I don't really fuck with the. I didn't fuck with Aquaman movie. I don't really fuck with the Wonder Woman movies. So, but it's just this was done well enough where it was like. Yeah, something to work and, with. and then also that premonition scene or the the nightmare scene, whatever you want to call it, with with Joker, and 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 Batman. And then how they made Dark Side look. Yeah. That like is was enough to make me be like, damn, it, yeah. what could what could be? And then also Lex Luthor was kind of flash down. and then and then and then that's how I was gonna say too. I fucked with because uh, it was like it, it kind of was like a real Lex Luthor, yeah. not that fucking weird shit that he tried to do in Batman versus Superman. Yeah, because this one reminded me of the Superman Returns Lex Luthor. Yeah. Just younger, but like I don't know. He had that business, like kind of. I don't know. It just felt like Lex Luthor. I was like, "Damn, if they could, they could work with this now." Yeah. With the other one, I was like, "What the fuck is this shit?" Yeah. I want to. I hope he dies. Yeah. So, so even that, like the little scene, interesting. Even the dynamic between him and Deathstroke, like, like the way they, uh, well, how like Deathstroke's like, "Oh, he's Bruce Wayne" or whatever. Yeah. And then, and then there's all. Oh, uh, is like attaboy and then they just have I don't know it's just like some yeah. Lex Luthor shit yeah yeah it was good it was good it was definitely good well we'll see what happens yeah that's our episode for this week thank you guys so much for listening the show continues to grow because you guys keep listening so keep on listening remember if we talk about something you know somebody would be interested in please share it with them on all podcast platforms we'll see you guys next week we're out peace Peace.